Welcome to the No New Friends Podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. In this episode, we have Tom and Mike from the Gina McReynolds Foundation joining us to talk all about Team Gina and what they do for the local community. Please check out their website at teamgina.org. Also, for the month of October and November, we will be donating all of our Patreon subscription membership fees to Team Gina. You can become a Patreon member and see all sorts of exclusive videos, behind the scenes, cutting room floor, and early access. That's www.patreon.com slash podcast. We also talk about things that us dudes kind of pout about and how Mary gets her way by pouting. And then finally, our childhood icons, including Steve from Blue's Clues. And now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. No, I'll pout about like really dumb things, I think. To be perfectly fair, I'll pout about that. Like not having a bar in your office. I do you have get a, a bar, bar in, in my office. office, though. Right, but I'm sure you pouted about it at first, yeah. Well, that's how, but that's how I got it. So I have a productive pout, guys. Okay, let me. T- I'll teach you the art of the pout. You have to be you productive what, with it. Tom, you know what the productive pout is called? Right breast and left breast. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> not for me. Clearly, it's not working. I have what? Right clavicle and left clavicle. What? I'm not working with much. I got a bird chest. There's nothing wrong with Braille, sister. <laughs> 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 All right, Chris, cut that. Chris, we'll cut, cut that. that. We'll cut that. Oh, man. A yeah, two-day edit. Now it's time for the No New Friends Podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. Come on, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. That's right, you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast, voted number one by our friends and family. We are the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. As always, please connect with us. Just go to our link tree link. It's right there in the episode description, the show notes. We'd love for you to connect with us on the Facebook, the Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Become a Patreon member and also check out our sweet merchandise. All of that's right there in that link tree link. And as a reminder, any money that we raise on Patreon for the month of October and November is going straight from from our account to the Gina McReynolds Foundation. That's TeamGina.org, and we're going to tell you a lot about that tonight. My name is Scott. I am your host. With me, as always, I'm an architect for her pain. My co-host, the queen of the sun rail, Mary. Mary. And our producer, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris. I love the smell of napalm anymore. Do you know that one? Oh, I don't yeah. know. that. I, I, I've heard it. What is it, Mary? Patton. Uh, close. Oh. A full metal jacket. Apocalypse Now. Oh, I was way off. Oh. No, okay. Yeah, we're, we're make you feel all good. way off. I really appreciate though that you like hype us up a little bit though. You're like, yeah, you were close. It's a movie. Well, I have to. I have to. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> it had a director, a producer. <laughs> We've got two special guests in the house. We've been talking about this for the last couple of episodes. Patreon, all of our money for October and November is going straight to this organization. It's a, a, a charity that I've been working with for the better part of what, four or five years, something like that. And I'm not going to tell you all about it. They're going to tell you all about it. 
Please welcome Tom and Mike from Team Gina. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Thank you for having us. So tell us, uh, I mean, I obviously know everything that there is to know about the Gene McReynolds Foundation uh, as Tom shakes his head. But why don't you guys kind of go ahead, Tom, you want to say something? I, I just can't believe we're going to start this way. The pre-show instructions that I received from Mr. <laughs> Scott was explain this foundation to me as if I know nothing about it whatsoever. The very first thing out of his mouth. I know everything, I know everything about, about this foundation. <laughs> Come on, man. As this I said on the Diz His podcast the other day, we contradict ourselves a lot on this show. <laughs> There's no continuity. The, the word we a lot. Yeah, that's, that's very strong terms. I contradict myself a Thank lot. You. Thank okay. you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to throw it over to you guys. Uh, tell us how the Gina McReynolds Foundation started, what you guys do, and then uh, I'm sure we'll have some questions for you. Well, the Gina McReynolds Foundation started with a group of friends uh, trying to help out another friend at the end of the day. Will McReynolds was, uh, and Gina McReynolds were married with two kids, pregnant with their third child when they discovered that Gina was diagnosed with, with breast cancer. Um, they found it during some routine things with the with the pregnancy. Long story short, that form of cancer that Gina had was uh, a triple negative, and at the time, very rare. Nobody really knew much about it, and turned into a life changing event for them, um, in the sense that they were going through trials in Houston and in Atlanta and all over the country, and just absolutely draining their bank account. So, a group of us got together and decided that we wanted to help the family out by putting on a, a golf tournament, which was the only thing that we truly knew or, or, or had the resources to do to help them. That little golf tournament where our goal was to raise $5,000, um, we raised $30,000 mostly because of the impact of Gina and wow. how, the impact she had in the community. So we don't really like to toot our horn too much about that one. But the cool part about that is that we raised the money for them. And when we went to present her with that check, we were super proud of what we had done. And she looked and said, you guys did a fantastic thing for my family. And I will accept the money under one circumstance. And that one circumstance is that you do it at least one more time for one more family that's in need. And that it's hard to explain like what the, the, the selflessness of somebody who, you know, they were in need of the money and she only agreed, you know, if we decide, if we agreed to do it again, that was 10 years ago. And fast forward now, what we've done is created a 501c3 charity that gains more and more traction every year. Um, we do it a little different than most charities do, where a lot of people, you know, they raise money and they donate to research, um, which is needed and they're doing a fantastic thing. And hopefully one day that there's a cure and there is no more breast cancer, no more cancer, period. Um, but we found a void in, in just like what we found with, with their family and that everyone's kind of overlooking the family in need at that moment in their financial crisis that they're going through. So we made it our goal and our commitment to raise funds and directly impact the family financially. Um, that's also turned into all of the resources that we've developed over the years are at their disposal. And we've now helped, uh, we're going on 150 families now wow. that, we've, that we've offered been able to offer it and, and introduced into what we call our family, 
um, our genome, our team Gina family. That's kind of where we're at now. And we, we work year round on this, the entire board. There's seven of us on the board of directors. Everybody is a volunteer. And what I love is it's, it's seven dudes running a breast cancer organization. It is seven. They have absolutely no business being on any other board but a diving board. Somehow we make it work. And nobody takes a salary. Nobody's paid. Um, in fact, multiple of the board members are business owners and also are sponsors of different events. So we not only put in hundreds and hundreds of hours, we put our money where our mouth is too, and we actually pay to be a part of this thing. So we're proud of that that little statistic too, that that I believe that when we ran the numbers, it's it's right at about 93% of the money that comes in goes immediately into the families. That 7% covers, you know, costs and operating like expenses, that. right. You know, Hey, on that, that, that really is something that in all the things that we've been able to bring this to, the fact that that amount of what we raise actually goes where it's supposed to go. Don't ever Google 501c3 companies and find out what percentage actually goes to whatever they're raising money for because it'll make you sick. Yeah, they should yeah. really, honestly, they should be ashamed because they a lot of them use the platform to pad pockets. That's not what we're about. Um, right. It, it really does come from the heart. It really is a, a labor of love. And Gina, she is the one that told us exactly what our mission statement yeah. is. And we were all afraid of Gina. If you told her, yes, you do something, you're going to do it. And so we did. Is that, Tom, is that why you're so hard nosed and will not take no for an answer on anything? Well, First of all, like I tell everybody, I'm married, so no doesn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> uh, they were in my vows, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and, your name is Noah. Yeah, I thought my name was Noah. She <laughs> oh, uh, won't be able to hear this. Uh, we'll cut that out. I don't contribute very much to this organization, to be perfectly honest with you. So the only thing I can do is walk into places like the helicopter rental. Uh, place and ask for a pink helicopter. And the guy looks at me like I've got three heads and don't smile. Yeah. Your pink helicopter, dude. Every single one of you guys on, on that board, I know put your heart and soul, time, energy, money. Like I know how hard you guys work. And then Tom's like, yeah, I don't really do anything. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like you go and you raise money. Like you go into businesses and nobody wants to spend money. Nobody wants to donate money. Mm -hmm. And you get them to not only donate money, but paint the building pink or their mascot gets wrapped pink or, you know, whatever. You get a dump truck turned pink. It, it's it's amazing what you guys do. Next time and you we have us on, that bald head of yours is going to be pink. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned over the, over the years, like, I don't want to know how you get it done. I don't know what you do to do it. but And to even go one step further than that, Scott, you know me pretty well. I don't know how to do shit. So, you know, these guys don't let me touch anything electrical. They don't let me handle money. They don't do anything. So Tom comes up to me, Mary, when you and I were uh, working at the go-kart center that we worked at, Tom comes up to me and says, can I land a helicopter in the parking lot? I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Guess what landed in the parking lot for Team Gina? I've got, I've got pictures of you <laughs> yeah. standing next to the Team Gina helicopter. <laughs> Can, are you guys able to say how much you've raised from starting from 2012 to now? $23.17. <laughs> I, I know that's not true. We probably should know that number. 
But but Tom um, doesn't know how to do math and shit, so it's okay. It's fine. No. So let me rephrase the question then: How much money has been donated out to help these families? I know a couple of years ago it was right around three hundred fifty thousand. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that we had actually given to families. We're we're probably approaching the three quarters of a million dollars that we've given. Wow. Um, and when you That's ask fantastic. about raised money, like how much money has come into our bank account and then left our bank account, it's, it's in the half million and a half. Wow. And that's that's huge growth because, you know, when I spit out that three hundred fifty thousand, that was probably two years ago. Yeah. And two years ago, two years ago, we were getting one or two emails a month for people that want help and that we were accepting and, and, and bringing into our family. Um, now it's more like one or two or three a week. Gotcha. That so, and we don't, the only criteria that we have, the only, the only real criteria that we have is that you have breast cancer and basically it's, it's a profile after what Gina was. So a mother, um, they have, they have to have kids or father have kids that are living in the home that they're raising, actively raising. Not um, degenerate 40 something year olds uh, like me, but actual like 18 high school age and down. You know, have some sort of tie to central Florida. We don't turn down very many. We more and more, we're getting more of the spammers and the, the people just looking for a handout. We mm-hmm. sure, which is really sad that we have to, you know, ask for documentation on your breast cancer from your doctor so that we know you're not just trying to scam us for the most part it's it's good honest people that are just in dire need of some help and like now like not research help not not trying to cure help but help me pay my mortgage right help. they're in it they're in it right now the research isn't going to help them right this second it's right. it help with them and Scott, you know we we joke around this is not a very fun thing uh mike and i fortunately have never been through this um hopefully never will have to mm-hmm. We'll never pretend that we know what these families are going through. Will's probably the only one that can even say from the husband's side that he actually knows. But we're very passionate about what we do. And part of that passion is whatever we can do, even if it's for an hour at, a, at, a, at an event or if it's at a di- whatever, just to make this a little bit lighter for them, make them forget about it a little bit. and. You know, I, I say that we're we're respectful, passionate idiots that that really and truly care about what we're doing and try to make a terrible, terrible situation as much fun as possible. For example, we're at a <laughs> we're at a check delivery now that COVID's over. We try to present the check so that we can meet. Why we're funny? COVID's not funny. COVID's stuff. not over. <laughs> no, COVID, uh, COVID never started in Florida, so we're good. Well, I'm sorry, I have my mask on. We're we're at a family that we were helping uh, last Wednesday night, and the lady did and the husband didn't speak very good English. So Mike and I don't know a lot of Spanish. If we had a translator, we'd still be there. But we're in this family's home, meeting them, counseling them, and by the end of the night, we were saying to the the woman, "Whenever you're having a bad day, don't give up. Just yell at him." Pointing to the husband, <laughs> and the whole room's laughing. She actually asked us to stop. She was laughing so hard that her port was hurting. But she didn't want to stop. She she was having a great time. And she actually told us, you know, we did. We presented her with a check to help them, you know, financially 
And by the end of it, she told us, you know, she truly did appreciate the money and they needed the money, but it meant more to her that we came out there and showed face and showed that and, and opened up our doors and our support group and everything to her um, meant as much or more than the financial donation to her. And we're finding more and more that that stuff, you know, we always look at it as, yeah, we're just money, money, money. Let's give them money, money, money. And the support and just knowing that someone's in the corner, man, that goes almost further than the money does sometimes. Right. Just knowing, like, we have this really killer Facebook page. It's a private Facebook page that we set up years ago for the girls that we're helping. We call them our Gina girls. It's a private page just for them. So they can share stories. Oh, wow. oh, cool. if they're having a bad day. They can go on there and they can get picked up by someone who's also going through the same thing. And they do cool things like they'll ask. Yeah. And they give them tips. Like somebody new will come in and say, Hey, I'm you know new to the group. I'm starting chemo tomorrow. And just left and right people chiming in. It's really cold in there. Make sure you bring a blanket, make sure you do this before you go. like giving them home remedies and, and helping oh, nice. them have a better experience than they had. And these girls are amazing. Like the, some of these girls that are involved in this Facebook group are past cancer it's in their rearview mirror and they're still involved and they're still right. in there wanting to help because they just, they just remember how crappy it was. And I was going to, I was going to mention that, uh, you know, at all the events that I've been at or helped work, whatever, I've met so many Gina girls because they all, you know, it's it, what I love about the culture that you guys have kind of created is they obviously accept the help. And then when they've gone through their recovery or whatever, whenever they can, they give back, not necessarily financially, but they're there to support the other girls who are yeah. going through it or they're help, there to help volunteer at a function that you're. I mean, it's, it's just an amazing culture, an amazing organization that you guys have put together and then carried on throughout the years. And that's why that's why I'm so passionate about it. I don't I don't really know anybody. I've never been affected by uh, by breast cancer, but just your all's passion is so infectious that, yeah. it, you know, I couldn't help but be excited about the organization as well. You know, it's cool, too. And like this shitty world that we live in that uh it really does when you see these girls in the way that they interact with each other and that they keep coming back to help it really truly like restores your you know your faith in humanity in this crappy world that we live in there really are good people you know still out there these girls they're amazing and they're i mean they're raising families and going through this and they still have a smile on their face they still get up every morning like i, I don't you want to talk about humbling is sitting there and, and seeing this woman go like we're dummies. Look, I got two options. You know, I roll over and die or I fight like hell for these people, their families. And every single person that I've met, they and I'm thinking, God, I was bitching about being in traffic today. Right. And these right. girls are just driving it. But if I can go back for one second, because it took me a long time to understand this again, I'm not the brightest on the board, but the the Gina McReynolds Foundation is our official 501c3. Um, there's seven members of the Gina McReynolds Foundation. That's the seven board members. The team Gina is the seven board members, but more importantly, anybody that's ever been helped by us, any volunteer, any sponsor, any anybody, that's what we call the team Gina. And without a doubt, 1,000% could not even be anywhere close to having conversations about the amount of money we've raised and the lives that we've helped. It's not the seven of us, dude. It's not the Gina McReynolds Foundation that's doing it. It's 
it's 99.999% Team Gina. You know, the concrete trucks, the, right. the, the sponsors that get involved and they, they spread the word. We're a small shop. You know, we don't spend a whole lot of money. You won't hear about us. You know, you won't see big billboards and you won't see TV commercials. And, you know, if you do, you're donating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's me saying, what do you mean I can't get on TV for free? I'm not leaving here. Do you put me on TV? Before we go to break, real quick, you guys have a, a 5K walk coming up? Yes. Uh, October the 2nd. October um, 2nd. Okay. Yep. It's in Apopka. Um, actually, if you go to teamgina.org, you can see it there. You can sign up for it. And uh, see, it's a good time. And, and we're excited because we're actually able to do it in person this year. Last year, we had to do it as a virtual race and that kind of stuff. Right. We, uh, we, we, uh, we, we did get our neighborhood. Uh, we got a couple participants in our neighborhood, but we couldn't get them to commit to meeting at our house at a certain time because we were going to throw a big uh, socially distanced Team Gina party. Uh, Rachel and I didn't actually walk. We just took a picture, snap a picture, and then we drank. Listen, I'm not, well, I'm yeah. not running. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm a big guy. Did, did you pay? Yes, I did. That's, that, that's fun. I got the shirt and the medal to prove that I uh, walked. <laughs> Are you guys able to stick around with us for uh, another segment? Sure, yeah, I have it. Awesome. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about how I may be a pouty man child. Maybe. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast. We'll be right back. What is it that you do here? Merchandising. 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 That's right. The No New Friends podcast now has merchandising. Please visit the merchandise link in our link tree. That's link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash No New Friends podcast. Or you can go directly to T, that's T-E-E, public dot com slash user slash N-N-F. Get your No New Friends merchandise today. Hi, this is comedian Miguel Colon, and you're listening to the No New Friends podcast. Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. As always, we'd love for you to connect with us. If you listen to us on Apple, please give us a five-star review and rating, but just connect with us on that Linktree link. And remember, all of our Patreon money for the month of October and November is going straight to the Gina McReynolds Foundation. And you can check out their website. That's Team Gina. That's Gina with a G dot org. And we'll have that uh, in the show notes, the episode description as well. And I'll tell you what, there's a video on that site. Watch that video. And if you watch that video and don't donate after that, you probably have no soul. Am I, am I right, Tom? Is that pretty accurate? Um, I wouldn't say that, but um, it's a lot easier if you just do the teamgina.org backslash, backslash, forward slash, one of the things, why, W-H-Y, like why. Why, got it. And it'll show you a little bit of what kind of events we put on. Um, but more importantly, it, it, it actually here's some of the Gina girls explain how their lives have been impacted by us crazy people. But it'll 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 tell you everything you need to know about. it. OK, Mary, what were you going to say? Um, well, so as, speaking from someone who does not have a soul, uh, it still it bothered, not bothered, but moved me 
And it's one of those things that like sometimes, I don't know if you ever like drive down the road and you're already like on the edge of a mental breakdown and then you remember something like that and you're like, oh God, I remember the video. Like I'll cry again thinking about it right now. So it is very moving. And I don't- Mary, I've seen that video 150 times and I literally have to look away. Yeah. Cause I, I still cry and you'll see me at events cause I'm a crier. Um, and I'm not a very good crier. Like I want to be like, a hot crier. Face oh, I'm terrible. But does anybody pretty cry? Because I don't either. I don't, there's never one glistening tear. That's and not a thing. Like the old Indian on yeah, the Marlboro the commercial when he's on the horse with just the one tear. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a thing for me. I get that going. I think I can barrel through it. Cause again, I'm not real smart. Oh, so do you have to hold stopping, it in and then you do the almost. <laughs> thing yeah. <laughs> that was a great visual <laughs> i get the <laughs> and then they're like is he hyperventilating is he having a oh, stroke what's miserable. happening so you'll see me at one event one of the guys that was speaking i literally looked down at the ground i i i couldn't pay attention because i was about to throw up even so, <laughs> but i'm working on i'm trying to stop myself because i do i think i'll oh, power right through this. And it never goes happy to help you with some cognitive behavioral therapy sir <laughs> I don't necessarily cry. I mean, like I'll tear up and all that, but but I pout. Oh, Mr. Tough Guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch this and don't donate or cry, you have no soul. like, also, I don't cry. segment about you being pouty? Yeah, I'm very pouty if I don't get my way. We're, you know, we're, it's, we're in Halloween Horror Night season, right? And we always, we get the, the month of September pass with Express. Well, here's the thing. I'm very particular about how my Halloween Horror Nights experience goes. I don't like to wait at the line at the front gate when I get there. So like we have to get there at like three o'clock in the afternoon, come in with our, our annual passes. And then we, we go into the lockdown area and wait. And then when they open that up. I want to take a minute. I, I think that it's worthwhile yeah. for everyone to be a Patreon and just take note of the faces, the facial expressions happening across the board right now. We are all looking at you like you were insane. You're the most <laughs> entitled and privileged human I have ever come across in my entire existence. Water, water. Yeah, he's like, um, isn't there someone who can wait for me? Like, what is this? Also, where's my water? Like, what the, is somebody gonna come tap my, my head? Like, please, I'm sweating a little bit. Somebody help. <laughs> What is this? Mary, Mary, we did a whole episode about uh, to be or not to be high maintenance. And that was all about you. I'm I, I we, we we talked about this. I'm 10 times more high. Well, maintenance yeah, that would you. be a shit episode because the answer is yes. A resounding <laughs> yes. There, at least there's a question when it comes to me. You over here, you're like, really? I have to be outside with other people like what with other mouth breath? breathers. Yeah. <laughs> so continue on. We so all look we, dumb founded right now just listening to this <laughs> so Go we ahead. usually get there at 3 p.m and stay and scream so you know we go in the lockdown area we get first access to the house and i don't have to deal with the large number of crowds coming into the front gate when horror nights officially opens i'm already in the park it sounds like going to any event with you is a horror night yeah, yeah no, scott puts the whore in horror night holy crap there was uh there was one night in particular uh two years ago because we didn't go last year two years ago when rachel couldn't get off work early enough and we had crossed the threshold of when we could stay and scream and i pouted like a little bitch for three hours because i didn't get my way to get into the park early 
You give me context. So you wait there at three o'clock, you said. Yep. So we go ride rides and all that. And then we go into the lockdown area. When does it open? Horror Nights opens for the stay and screen people at uh, six o'clock. So you 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 wait somewhere for three hours. Wait, so wait a minute. And explain the lockdown what area. There? Yeah, there's so I'm many questions. Confused. Do you have to shut the blinds and hide in a closet? No, there's, so there's barricaded off areas, but there's restrooms, there's restaurants, there's beer, there's smoking areas. Scott, are yes. you in handcuffs at this point? No, no, <laughs> no, it's just a, it's to segregate you from the non-Halloween Horror Night guests as they're exiting them out the park. So I'm already in the park and then I get first access to the houses. But the big thing is, Chris, is instead of waiting out front of the park, I'm already in the park and I could have also like ridden some rides until we're officially locked down. The official lockdown starts. You have to be in the lockdown at 5 p.m. I, I'm confused because I thought you started this story to tell us of a time you cried. And then yeah. <laughs> so I'm waiting on that. That's what I'm waiting on. Like, I know. Is that pouting? make you cry? No, I, I, I pouted be, because my wife was late coming home from work and I and we couldn't go to the park at three. I had to wait. I had to wait until seven and wait in that ex- ridiculous line to get into the park. So I, I bitched a little bit. Hey, Mary, I just looked up at my little screen and I saw my face. Dumbfounded is not a very descriptive <laughs> word. Like this. I mean, it's like, I'm like, there's so much confusion and mood swing in me because I think it's funny, sad, a little angry, a little bit. What? Does like he, I might vomit bitch? because it's also gross. Like, I, I do have know. a question. So when, when was... Look, he, he was, when was this? This was two years ago. Okay, two years ago. I was hoping I was hoping you weren't pouting from her coming home from work right now when you're not working. And then she's oh, working will. and then oh, and come, comes home. How dare you support this entire family and come <laughs> home late? You're in lockdown. Now, there have also been times when I have had quite uh, quite a few beverages at Universal and I want to ride Jimmy Fallon before we leave. And my whoa, whoa, whoa! Is there a day that Cut you that don't bitch. have quite a few beverages at <laughs> right, Universal? Right, right. People know you want to ride Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> so awesome. Rachel, Rachel says no. It's time to go. And literally in front of the the greeter, I start pouting my feet like a five year old, saying, <laughs> oh, "This is my favorite ride." And the to which the team members like, yeah, mom, this is his favorite ride. Let him ride it. Oh, so wait, is this similar to the time when you like spiked your cell phone because you had to? I don't know. Wait <laughs> because I had to wait in line. Alcatraz, Tom and Mike. I <laughs> on my bachelor party. And then he yelled out a small child. <laughs> I had to wait in line at a bar at Universal that I typically like. It's just a walk up, and they're like, no, 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 you have to wait in line today. And I threw my cell phone down. Uh, and then I wanted to take a picture with Jaws, and there were a couple kids in front of it. I'm like, you don't even know who this is. And he like he like Heisman the kids like just like and doesn't cry. How much <laughs> do you pay Rachel? But he doesn't cry. I don't cry. I just pout. He can't pay pout. Rachel anymore. He doesn't have a job, Tom. <laughs> Tom, do you ever you, do you ever pout at all? No, never. No. So when you when 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 your family makes you go to a theme park, which oh I don't go because <laughs> you're there. There was <laughs> there was one time when I saw you go and you look like a, a, a what a duck out of water, a fish, fish out of water, duck out of water. I look like a duck and a fish. No, my my family wanted annual Disney pass for Christmas one year. And I said, absolutely under one condition. I only have to buy three. There's four <laughs> members in our family. Uh, they agreed very quickly to that. <laughs> 
so they they go because I just yeah I don't I don't I don't like it I don't need the no but I don't pout about it I just okay say, do you ever pout when you don't get your way I feel like you're a powder you feel like you talked to me already and you don't know anything <laughs> about this foundation tick. so the other night again I, I'm being married to me my um my poor wife she drinks a lot um, <laughs> because she's married. Because, and her boyfriend treats her so well. <laughs> you know, if anybody deserves a boyfriend, it's my wife. Um, and as long as she's home and cleaned up by 10, I don't have to. Oh, my God. She's got to me in 10. So the other night, we're laying in the bed and something, and I went over there to try to get a little nookie. And uh, she told me in very nice words, no. And I slammed my hand down. <laughs> you pout at me i didn't get lucky <laughs> my new favorite word well what do i call i haven't heard that word since what limp biscuit back in the day man it's been a while well i had a limp biscuit because my wife <laughs> 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 oh. i'll cut that chris we're gonna cut that out we'll cut that yeah we'll cut that hey why is jared and emily not on here anymore <laughs> <laughs> God, of all the sponsors that of all the sponsors that I've been able to bring to this foundation, I've run a lot of them off. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt. Chris, do you do you pout at all when you don't get your way? Yeah. So we talked about um, we talked about the IMDb rule in my house, where if the movie's less than a certain number, we it does not watch. You know, we do not watch in our house. Well, when Emily picks a movie, like a, a bad movie, and then I say, look, I don't want to watch this movie, I will pout the whole time. Like, it could be the funniest movie in the world. I, I do my best to not laugh at any of the funny scenes. Like, it's just like, I'm, and it's, I'm in pain. I'm in pain because I want to laugh really bad. So then when Emily looks over to see if I'm laughing, I'm just staring straight at the TV. Just to no, let her know that this is not sense. a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you, just have to, you can't be watching bad. You can't spend time watching bad movies in my house. There's no lockdown. No, no, no. no. Just not gonna do anything. Mike, do you do you pout at all when you don't get your way? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just I, doesn't do it. It just turns. Oddly enough, the only thing that really drives me nuts that I, I go kicking and screaming is the one day beach trip. I can't handle mm. that. For some reason, I, I I don't like I don't know, just the 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 sand and coming home and not having a chance Thank to you. clean up shower. This is fantastic. One day beach trip is my one. Thing that I will uh, 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 be. I can uh, agree with you because about. it's a whole production, especially if you have children. Like I, it oh, looks like I'm do. moving. Like I'm packing yes. up the <laughs> yeah. entire damn house. And like if yes. they're young enough, have you ever had to bring a kiddie pool to the beach before? Because your kid is dumb and can't swim yet, so you got to give them the idea yeah. that they're by the water and in the water. But and I'm the and I'm the petty one that I'm yeah, the pet I'm the petty one that when we get home from it and she's packed. 17 things of to of beach toys and we're pulling everything i'm like they didn't use that they didn't use that they didn't use that they didn't use that, didn't use that. for one second he does not talk to his wife that way <laughs> but right she's now. not this here to say that so you know what mike you you talk just like that i bet, bet. yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't yeah. cry and he doesn't talk to his woman that way. right now we got about a minute left before break mary i feel like why this did you is a yeah, why did I get pout glazed over? It's not that you're getting glazed over, but I feel like pouting is a major dude thing. Like dudes pout. Do you do you pout? Do you have a, a pouting story? Uh, just to think about it. I know exactly. I like uh, I could come up with five of mine in like two seconds. Well, maybe for me, it's 
just identifying one. I think that I pout about silly things all day long, probably. Like, like being invited to Chris's wedding. I that's not a pout. That's more of a rant. Chris, you didn't invite. I that's was invited different. to that wedding. I, I did invite Tom and Mike. He's like actually Holy yes. God. He's in the he's in the, the wedding party. <laughs> no, I'll pout about like really dumb things. I think to be perfectly fair, I'll pout about that. Like not having a bar in your office. I do have a bar, bar in, in my office. office, though. Right. But I'm sure you pouted about it at first. Yeah. Well, that's how but that's how I got it. So I have a productive pout, guys. OK, let me t- <laughs> I'll teach you the art of the pout. You have to be productive you know with it. Tom, you know what the productive pout is called? Right breast and left breast. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> not for me. Clearly, it's not working. I have what? Right clavicle and left clavicle. What? I'm not working with much. I got a bird chest. There's nothing wrong with Braille, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, cut that. Chris, we'll cut, cut that. that. We'll cut that. Oh, man. Yeah, two-day edit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right, we're going to say goodbye to Tom and Mike from the Gina McReynolds Foundation. Please check them out. That's teamgina.org. If you want to watch that video that we were talking about, it's teamgina.org backslash Y, W-H-Y. Did I get that right, guys? I think it's a forward slash forward slash it's a slash it's a slash it's, you know look we're gonna put it in our show notes we're gonna put it all over our facebook and uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll get it together and uh if you want to join the 5k run how do they do that guys uh teamgina.org you can you can sign up to run there you can run in person or you can also run virtually or you can just not run. or you can just pay and not run who cares perfect just, yeah perfect just drink a bunch of just, beer i love just it don't make the money I love it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, last episode, we talked about the childhood nightmare factory. We've got a childhood heartwarming story for you. When we come back, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Hey, Mary, next time, can you run the show and have us on? Well, I try, but he never lets me do anything. I wonder why. Lockdown. Hey, new, new friends, listeners. If you're anything like me, you don't have the desire or time to clean your own house. That's why I've been using I Believe Services for the last five to six years. They are your one-stop shop for all of your cleaning needs. They do commercial, house cleaning, vacation homes, post-construction, party cleanup, deep cleaning, move in or move out, pressure washing, laundry, inside cabinets, fridge, oven, and much more. Call them today, 407-928-4595. Check them out on Facebook or their website, I Believe Services. Do you like Disney? Do you love finding out fun facts about your favorite attractions or restaurants? Then you must try Diz His, the Disney History Podcast. Joe, Alex, and Jen will keep you entertained as they deep dive into all things Disney. Visit DizHis.com or follow us on all social media at DizHis65. We even have a YouTube channel. Just search DizHis anywhere, and I hope you give us a listen. Hey, this is Craig Brooks with Tasty Trivia, and you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. As always, please connect with us or check out all of our good stuff, our link tree link right there in the episode description. Also, all of the Gina McReynolds Foundation, teamgina.org, all that good stuff that you heard earlier, their link is also going to be in our show notes and our episode description. So guys, we we had a, a rough segment, uh, the last show that we did, which was Childhood Nightmares. And uh, we kind of had a feel good moment. And if you haven't seen or heard this, brace yourself. Scott, I hold on. I'm not ready. I I've cried multiple times because of this already. I don't know if you've seen the extended version where they they have the other part. I, like I the, did see the extended version. Yes. All right. Look, I just Patreons. I'm sorry because I will ugly cry. I don't have the one cute glistening tear down the cheek. So. <laughs> So here, here is Steve from Blue's Clues. Hi. You got a second? Okay. You remember how when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt, freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Uh, this is my brother Joe, he's your new best friend, and then I got on a bus and I left. And we didn't see each other for, like, a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Great. Because I, I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college. And, uh, that was really challenging, by the way, but great, because I got to use my mind and take a step at a time, and now I literally am doing many of the things that I wanted to do. And then look at you, and look at all you have done, and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just, it's just so amazing. Mary's right? a mess right now. I mean, we started out with clues, and now it's what? Student loans, and um, jobs, and families, and some of it, has been kind of hard, you know? I know you know. And I wanted to tell you that I, I really couldn't have done all of that without your help. And in fact, all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today, right now. And that's super cool. I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you ever and i'm super glad we're still friends thanks for listening you look great by the way whatever it is you're doing it's working vodka steve ah so blues clues came out long after i was a kid but darren watched blues clues and so i was a huge fan of the blues clues Darren even dressed up as blue one year for Christmas, even though blue is a girl. That's OK. He dressed up as blue. And I mean, that we all knew the mail time. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes, it makes me want to wag my tail. Perfect. Perfect. So, Chris, did you grow up with uh, Blue's Clues at all? I did. That was uh, that was my favorite show growing up. And uh, it wasn't until I was older that I realized that Steve disappeared around 2002, a year after the war in Afghanistan started. And I just I, uh, I just kind of figured that he was running some special operatives over there. And now that the Afghanistan war is over and he has returned, <laughs> I now it, it just confirmed yeah, that, solidifies that, that 
Steve yeah. ended the yeah war in Afghanistan. So not only was he a hero growing up when I was a kid, now he's uh, a hero to me as an adult as well. Okay, he left the show because he went bald. Uh, just to, you know. it, it was the military cut. Oh, is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So Chris, so then you grew up with with Steve then. Yeah, yeah. When I I stopped watching, uh, I I've never watched an episode with Joe. That he was he was after me. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, it was trash. it was Steve, not knockoff Steve. Trash. And then what? What's uh, the guy that's there now? I don't know. I, don't I thought know, I, Joe, whatever that other. We're gonna have to get our intern on that. We're gonna have to get someone way younger than me to there to get that. Yeah, I don't remember his name, and I know that's bad. So I I was like just at the age where. Blue's Clues wasn't really a thing for me when it was on and popping, but it was still like talked about a lot. So I was familiar with it. But Dexter, his first birthday party was a Blue's Clues. Okay. And he had a big red chair and, you know, like it. Oh, I can't. Uh, Darren had a big red chair because we're going to sit down in our thank you chair and think, think, think. Thing. Thing. Yeah. And then the dog goes. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was just I mm, in that video. And then I just, you know, it's and the way he's like, you know, things have been hard and like he like sees you, like, yeah, man, student loans. I like know. I love how that was the first thing he said. I've never felt so seen before in my <laughs> life. I'm just kidding. I don't have student loans, but still. Was he a creator of that show? Did he have anything to do with that? Or was he just, you know, the blues sidekick? A legend. Yeah, he was a Maybe legend. Just that. He was I a don't legend. Know. I don't know. You know what my favorite thing though, and this is not a positive shed on this, but like all the rumors that swirled about why he was gone, people are like, oh, he's in rehab. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like all kinds of really th- like derogatory, like bad things. But who cares? Maybe he did go to rehab. He is better now. Like why? Yep. I, He's a better person. Yep. He is. He learned a lot. Ugh. Yeah. What What I loved about the the extended video, if you see the extended video with with uh, Steve and Joe, and then the new guy, the other guy that the nobody other can guy. remember his name right. because the he's guy with not the, important the purple to us. shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Steve even makes a, a joke about him being bald. You know, really? he's like, "Oh, I had hair." Yeah. It was uh, really. Great video and perfect timing for it. Again, I'm not a child. I I I wasn't a child to who grew up with that, but I know Steve because my son watched that show religiously. So it was it was cool. Who's who's your favorite childhood show icon? Oh my gosh, uh, like Bill who, Cosby. Who, stop before before a couple years ago. Or um, after. That's that's a really good question. That's no, like mine is actually after a couple of years ago. <laughs> I, I circled back and, and now a fan. Oh man, who's my favorite? I mean, childhood? for me, growing up, it was it was uh, it was Mister Rogers. I loved Mister mm. Rogers. Anytime you put on the red sweater, uh, mm. that was my favorite. I loved the the best episode was when he went to the crayon factory. I, like I could still watch that thing today, watching crayons. Okay, so are we talking about TV show hosts and... that like really impacted us? Yeah, the most exactly. When we were growing up, yes, Mari. I look that wouldn't surprise me with all the stuff that we found out that you watched as a kid oh look no it it um, was actually for me it was actually Bob Barker uh yeah look there's your pet spayed and neutered yeah Mm. man you would you watch Bob Barker have some chicken noodle soup and saltines when you were homesick that was my life oh that was the best yes yeah a little bit of Dimatap remember that 
yeah medicine yep. the grape Whew, that was, yep that was titty city what'd you just say <laughs> Scott just made did you just say that was titty city no don't just, we'll cut that <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of cutting this episode that's a really <laughs> tough question scott that's, that really has me thinking now i think if i had to pinpoint it to one person that i just looked up to would be wayne brady whose line is it anyway oh <laughs> I think that's I'm a dead good serious. One. That's I'm dead bad. serious. Okay. That show when I was growing up, that when I was growing up, because I I love comedy and I thought mm-hmm. improv was the coolest thing in the world. How these people could just go up there and do whatever they and make and yeah. just make sense of like a noodle, okay. like a pool noodle. So Chris, I'm on the same. Okay, do you remember all that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Other, so Lori Beth shows. Denberg, she was my favorite. Oh I yes. Loved her. Uh, I loved Yep. That that show with uh, Amanda Bynes, Drake Bell. Oh yeah, I remember when oh, it was. Wow. Uh, wasn't Keenan Thompson Amanda, on that show too? Do you remember yeah. that? Keenan Thompson, that was his uh, that was his prerequisite yeah. for his 30-year stint at Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was terrible there too. <laughs> Why do you have a thing? Oh, I hate Keenan Thompson. I hate him so much. He's the worst. You know, what, who, you know who's going to be our uh, guest next week? Keenan Thompson? <laughs> no, because we can't afford him, Scott, because he's a celebrity, all right? So how about that? <laughs> Scott, did you have a childhood icon growing up? Yeah, I Mr. Rogers. Um, oh, and you said I, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I loved uh, I loved Sesame Street. Uh, I loved, Big Bird was my animal yeah. icon. Aww. Big Bird. Yeah, I, I slept with Big Bird, a Big Bird stuffed animal. I had a guy to. We're gonna cut that first one out. Wait, I slept with a Big Bird stuffed animal. Uh, okay, Big Bird, uh, Scott. Big Bird I know animal. the title of this episode. Yeah. We're gonna cut. <laughs> I this. slept with Big. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Big Bird was Ooh. my was my favorite Sesame Street growing up. He was my uh, he was my hero until I found out that he wasn't uh, real because birds are not real. Yeah, right. Because birds they, are not real. I did also enjoy Big Bird. I like Big Bird a lot too. Um, so I when I was growing up, my favorite thing to watch and who I looked up to the most, and this is going to sound really weird, guys. I'm not helping my case for being a cool human. Uh, I loved the Three Stooges like in a big way. Uh, great role, like models. way too much. But like the original Pearly, like that he was my dude. Like I could From have told you any type of fact about the Three Stooges. Um, Mary, Mary's yeah. Mary's childhood icon was like Candyman. <laughs> Look, I still haven't watched that yet. I do want to see the new one. I did love that movie. Emily said uh, Dora. Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. That's no, a great I can't one. sign off. No, because, Why? because she asks a question and then she just looks at you. But she's waiting for you to answer. And blinks. And then she teaches you Spanish, Espanol. Donde esta? I don't know. <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. Oh, Mira. Man. That means look. Kids shows oh. just weren't like they Come on, vamanos. No, manos a la cocina, por favor. That means hands to the kitchen, please, if you need food runners. Gotcha. Mary, Mary could have used more Dora in her life, Emily says, and I couldn't yeah, agree more. She, you're not wrong. Look, I took French and not Spanish. Here's, here's another so. childhood icon that I grew up with. Picture page with Bill Cosby. Oh, and I and I grew up with Little Bill with uh, Oh, Little yeah, Bill Little Cosby. Bill. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. didn't grow up with either of those. You guys don't know picture page? No. no. Oh my God! No. It was on picture page. It's picture page. It's time to do your picture page. It's time to grab pad and your pencil. Mm. And he had no, the little. I, have one. I don't know what you're talking about. But how about lamb chop? I grew up with lamb chop. Oh, I loved lamb chop. My dog loves lamb chop. I love lamb chops too, especially guys... with some hot sauce. Y'all remember the Skinner Marinky Dink like that song? Oh, that was that one. Skinner. Yeah, I, I, there was I, a I, lot of great child shows back in the day. Now they have like garbage. Like now, now that you're, this is, I'm just going down yeah, memory Paw lane Patrol now. Paw Patrol and. Mm, Paw yeah. Patrol. Paw I, Patrol. Oh, I, okay, guys, 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 guys. Uh-huh. Now that I've had some time to think, 
I do have a childhood icon that I looked up to that I loved seeing him every time. Steve Irwin. Yeah. He was, all right. He, all right. Oh, Look at the size of these chompas. Oh, man. Yeah, I still remember the day he died. Cool, man. Oh, yeah. that was an oh, awful day. Uh, that was a rough day. He had a really bad time there, that day. There, <laughs> there are about five celebrity deaths that really like hit home with me. That was one of them. Michael Jackson, Kobe yes. Bryant. There's not yes. that many that just like kind of shake the world. Robin Williams. Robin Williams was was uh, yep. out of nowhere as well. Yeah, there's just because those are those are all people that like growing up, you have fond memories of uh, Michael Jackson in, in some in more ways than uh, than others. Uh, for some <laughs> okay. He, but, he has um, to call him Uncle Michael. <laughs> no, stop. no, I think, though, too, you're right, though, if there's a celebrity or just someone, you know, of like growing up and then they die like it's, yeah, you know, they're gone. But also, I think as you get older, it's just a reminder of mortality, right? Like you're like, oh, man, like somebody who you thought you had like on this pedestal yeah. and was so perfect and so great, like they die, too. Which that was means the, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was the uh, strangest thing with Steve Irwin wrestling cro- alligators and crocodiles. Life gets killed by a stingray. Right. Really through, really through me through. Right. The first childhood celebrity death that I had to deal with was Mr. Crumbaker. For, no, oh God, it wasn't Mr. Crumbaker. It was from Sesame Street. Mr. Nelson. Mr. Nelson, who owned the corner shop, uh, the oh. actor who played him died. So they actually killed him off on what? Sesame Street to, what? because they, they felt like they, they wanted to teach children about coping with death. Wow. Now it's just about eating vegetables. That Sesame Street <laughs> back in the day was dark. Well, I don't know. I think Sesame Street really touched on some cool stuff. Like they introduced Julia, who is the character who has autism. So I thought that was really yeah. cool that they did that. I mean, I think they touch on some big things, but how did he die? Where they're like, it was a drive by. He was, by. Sesame he was Street's old. Getting a little rough. No, he, he was like old. someone throw a pipe bomb into his shop. <laughs> yeah, he was just old. What did they say he died from? Natural causes. Pieces just natural causes. Yeah. He died in his sleep. What they say? It, I I don't I, Mary. I was like three, four, five years old. Something like that. Clearly, no it wasn't idea. a good message. How did you feel about it? I mean, it was sad. Mr. Wilson or Mr. Nelson. I don't even remember his name. You see, name. you don't even remember his name. It couldn't have been that name. bad. Uh, I just oh, remember, man. I remember the guy who owned the little deli or the corner store died in real life. So they killed off his character. Ugh. Well, but another thing, and I, I know we're up against time. So the guy, Mr. Crumbaker was his name. And I think he was like the baker. I, I obviously Crumbaker. That's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so mind blowing uh, to me just now. He's and actually I was like, oh, the wait drug a second. dealer on the side of the street. Uh. <laughs> so he was the baker and I saw him on a soap opera. And he was like a bad guy. And he was throwing chairs in the fire and yelling and screaming. I was like, what's Mr. Crumbaker doing? Why is he so angry? <laughs> My mom's like, uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> do you want a piece of candy? <laughs> before we end this, before we end this show, I just want to do I do want to circle back to Steve from Blue's Clues. Steve from Blue's Clues. It was such a breath, breath of breath of fresh air. Wow. A, breath of, a breath, breath of fresh air because that was one of the first viral videos I've seen in the longest that there was no negative comments on that. There was just a million retweets all for the best reason. He's just one of those people that you just can't hate for any reason. If no. he, um, if it was just him and only him, instead of all those celebrities singing that imagine video for right in the beginning of COVID, oh, God, that really yeah. cringy one? If, it, if that was just Steve, the world would have been a better place today. Look, Agreed. I'm telling you, I've watched that video three times 
And I cry every single time because I'm oh, like, I thought you, you know what? I feel video. like I feel <laughs> like, seen. I feel seen by Steve. You know, we, yeah. we went through some shit together. That was pretty cool. You know, the, the past 30 years have been rough, Steve. Like, it's been tough. All right, take us out, Steve. Now it's time for so long. But we'll sing just one more song. Thanks for doing your part. You sure are smart, you know, with me and you and my dog, Blue. We can do anything that we want to do. Okay, bye. See you later. Guys, I feel sad. Not a great singer. Not, not as good as I remember. He did Bob okay. Dylan. Like, he did all right. Like, no, that was just what we needed when we were kids. The, oh, my I guess gosh, so. I guess, I, I, guess, I guess it gives people hope they can't sing. Right. As always, please connect with us. All of our links are right there in that link tree. Link in the episode description. Also in the show notes is uh, all of the information to catch up with Team Gina at the Gina McReynolds Foundation. And remember, all of your Patreon donations or all of your Patreon memberships for the month of October and November is going to go straight to Gina McReynolds Foundation. So please let's hook us up with that let's make that thing go big and uh also check out our merch and then uh chris also signed us up for the race so go to the gene McReynolds foundation and join the no new friends podcast race and uh donate some money there let's uh let's be the number one donator there on behalf of chris and mary i'm scott thank you for listening we'll see you next time okay bye